We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We do have news on a special Sixers trade deadline day. Welcome back. Midday show. Hugh Douglas show. Jillio coming up at 1130. Ansel Cataldi is going to join us in studio. We'll get a lot of Eagles stuff. Today's the anniversary, by the way, of the Jason Kelsey speech at the parade six years ago. A lot to get to. Elliot, uh, so what are the terms of the deal? As we went to break there, we found out the Sixers are nearing a deal for Buddy Heald, the guard from the Pacers. Yeah, so Buddy Heald comes to Philadelphia from the Indiana Pacers. Uh, in exchange, the Sixers are sending Marcus Morris, Furkan Korkmaz, and three second-round draft picks. So not a cheap deal. That is quite a bit to give up for a rental. Buddy Heald is in the fire, final year of his contract. But a move and a move that should help them both when Embiid is back and right now with Embiid out. I agree with that. Uh, look, I, this is not a deal that's going to move the needle extreme to extreme level. It's also not one, like you said, it's not cheap. It, it's not like they just gave up the expiring contracts. It was a swap there. They they gave up three picks that could have been used down the line for something else. So th- it, this is a signal to me, Elliot, they're going to try. They're trying today. And it's well, a, it, yeah. it accomplishes a few things. One, and one thing you've heard a lot uh, from the Sixers is the cap space plan. They mm-hmm. want to have cap space this offseason. You talked about that. it in the yeah. first segment. It does not change that. Buddy is an expiring contract. I don't think you gave up enough where you have to resign him. You didn't give up any of the first-round picks. But he also is helpful. Again, a 39% uh, shooter from three on almost seven attempts a game. He can space the floor for Joel when he's back. But he's also somebody that scored that averaged close to 20 points a few seasons uh, in his career. I think he helps Maxi in taking some of the scoring uh, on the perimeter off of his plate. And I think he can be the ball handler if you need him to. So a good trade right now, but also keeps their flexibility open. Hugh, what's your reaction? Buddy healed for a couple expiring contracts and three second-round picks. You know, didn't they just give Marcus Morris a key to the city? The Sixers or the or the city? The city. Yeah. The city. He, they, he can take it with him. Come yeah, back. But can in the you can, can you use that? I'm 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 more curious about can you use actually use the key after you've been traded? Key Hopefully card don't work anymore. In Indiana, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah that, no. But I think they they went out and they did what they could. Like this is what we're we're wearing this against. Whether or not what we're, what we're going to get from Joel Embiid and how much are we factoring him in mm-hmm. to this playoff run? And I and it's kind of hard to say with this move because this is not an all in move. This is this, this is a good move, no question about it. But it wasn't. I don't think it was one that that gets the fan base real real excited. No, it's a thread the needle move. It, yeah. it helps a little bit now. Certainly, I mean he will help them in the short term. But like Elliot said, it doesn't impact the cap and the future. The picks. I mean they gave three second round picks. They could have been using other deals, but those aren't you know huge picks. There two one five five nine two nine four nine four. We're gonna get to uh, Hughes' clues coming up in a few minutes because we, we have a prize to give away. Giving today. away prize. But Hugh, you brought up something interesting there about Joel Embiid. Um, and the Sixers and their responsibility here to factor him into all of this, whether it be what they're getting for this year, what they're getting for the future, and how much should they? I mean, the guy's always hurt, but we know he's a great player, and he's, for now, this team's sun and the moon and the stars, right? He's the No he's question it. about it. Everything revolves around Joel so should, should these moves today, should they think about Embiid when they I do I think this? so. I think so. I think it's important. I think because he is still the catalyst for this team. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that because he's been all turned. And all these these playoffs, 
scenarios that we're talking about. But you still have to give him a chance, man. And I think that with the budding star that we have in Tyreek Maxey, you also have to worry about his, stun his growth by not getting somebody to help him become a better player. It's a whole lot of stuff going on. It's, it's so many irons in the fire when it comes to all of this. It's hard to just punt on the season, in my opinion. So a player the Sixers have been rumored to be involved with, uh, Kelly Olnick. The Utah Jazz are trading uh, him to the Toronto Raptors. So no Kelly Olenek in uh, in uh, Philadelphia. All right, he would have been a similar kind of Buddy Heald, right? He's like a center Buddy Heald, a, a guy that's on an expiring. Would stretch the floor, yeah. yeah. But they had rumored to have interest in him. Uh, they're also rumored to be in an Andre Drummond. So if Olenek's not coming here, maybe Drummond becomes a possibility. Drummond makes a lot of sense. He was here before. He can, you know, they, they need another big guy. I mean, Hugh, that's obvious without Embiid. I mean, they're not going to find anyone that's like Embiid, but they just need a center because Paul yeah, Reed can only do so much. Yeah. And, and you, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're trying to salvage the season when you got this tough stretch coming up, you're going to have to get some big guy in there that's going to help out somewhat, give you some kind of help. Of course. And, and I think Drummond makes a lot of sense. So, no Olenek. All right. 215 592 9494. Your reaction to the Buddy Heel trade. And should the Sixers do more here at the deadline? Elliot, what's your perspective on the uh, the Embiid factor in all this? Because he hovers over everything, right? Like, he had the surgery. The The news and the reporting is there's a chance he comes back, maybe a pretty good chance. He, they, we don't seem to think they haven't reported he had the major surgery. So I think he's still got a real chance to come back. How much should Joel factor into what they do? I don't think Joel should really factor into what they do. Um, Joel is obviously the best player on the team. He's arguably the best player in the NBA. But he's not around enough. He's going to be out probably the rest of this regular season, if not the majority of it. He might not play in the playoffs. Um, And the the issue the Sixers have run into time and time again is they build a team around Joel, and then when the important games come in the playoffs, he's not around. Like, he's not there. So they're not used to playing uh, without him. They don't have a roster that's set up to, to play without him. This is why I like a player like Murray. I'm not saying you go and build around Murray, but if you build around Maxi and Murray, and now you have Buddy Heald, and you become a guard-oriented team with shooting, that's something that can translate into the postseason. So when I'm making trades today, or when I'm making trades this offseason, Joel is no longer top of mind for me. It is about acquiring the best player and getting the best players you can to Philly, not worrying about building around somebody that, frankly, has not been here in the biggest moments. Yeah, it's a thread the needle thing, Hugh. It's hard. I'm with more with you on this, Hugh. I think that they, as long as he's here, as long as Joel is here, it he has to be the centerpiece. Yeah, he's the sun, the moon, and the stars. When you talk about how many games have they won since he's been gone? For you, well, they're four and twelve without him. Yeah, so it's one of those things where that's how our team is built right now. And I know that in like in order to make it better, we need that third guy, but we still need Joel Embiid in the mix, man, because he takes a lot of pressure off of everybody. And I'm also looking to try to make Tyrese Maxey grow as a as a, a, a player. I don't I don't know how good he can be, but I think he can be really good if given opportunity. Well, the Maxey element to this is, I mean, he over the next six weeks, Maxey's got to play really well. I mean, yeah. I don't think there's anything they do today that's going to change that element of it. But Maxey has to play really well to to prove that he's as good as we. They might give him a max contract. They probably will. Elliot, this offseason, he's got to earn that the next six weeks. Yeah, and he's been mostly a disaster. Yeah. W- without Joel, and and, and forget the w- which without Joel thing. There's been times where Joel hasn't had good games, and Maxi hasn't been able to step up. Maxi has had good games here. He is an All Star. I mean, obviously, he, he's probably exceeded expectations to an extent this year. But if you're going to give him a max contract and he's going to be an actual All Star, then he's got to play like that when Joel is not here. What other number two in the NBA? 
do we just excuse away failure when the number one's not there? We wouldn't do this for Jalen Brown. We wouldn't do this for Damian Lillard. Like you, you don't do it for actual numbers too. For for number two guys, Maxi has been really bad without Joel, and that's a major concern. You know what? That was the thing I was thinking about last night watching the game, and I know that there was rumors that he wasn't going to play he was because Ill, he was sick. Ill, yeah. And then when he went out there, and you know, like everybody else, you think Jordan flu game. And, and I was thinking, like, well, you know, everybody can't have one of those games. But the bottom line is this. When you got that all-star by your name, regardless if you're 19 or 28, you have to go out there and you have to play like an all-star. It's, it's, un- it's, it's a cold world to be in, but that's the, that's the cold, honest truth about the situation. You yeah. have to play better. Well, and the other part is maybe Maxie's actually a number three that's masquerading around as a two because we like him and he's an all-star. I mean, I, I mean, he doesn't look like a number two to me right now. He looks like a three that is being asked to be a one, and that's what happens. Let's go to the phone lines here, and then we'll set you up for Hughes Clues. Jackson is in Phoenix. Well, what's up, Jackson? So you guys keep talking about trading Maxie, but yet he's like the fan favorite. He loves it here in Philadelphia. Yeah, but Jackson, I, mean, I don't know if anyone said those words, trade Maxie. We're just discussing Maxie's I, I playing. I don't recall saying mm, that. Pretty much Elliot Short Parks like five minutes ago before the break said that they would trade Maxie. I they would definitely trade consider trading Maxie. Why wouldn't you? But we're waiting on you to retort, Jackson. That this, The floor is yours. <laughs> I, why would you trade the best asset you have besides Embiid? Because he's question. the best asset you have besides favorite. Embiid. I'm not saying I would trade him for nothing, but if the, if you're telling me, and I don't know where you fall on this, but if, if Joe and Hugh want to build around Embiid, and you and Maxi is showing that without Embiid he can't do it, and even with Embiid in the playoffs, he has been shut down from the perimeter. Like There is no proof Maxi, in my opinion, when it comes down to it, can be the number one guy on the perimeter. He's too small. <laughs> it, it, I, I, we didn't, I'm not talking about the perimeter. He's a guy who drives the net. So that, let me just He doesn't get to the free throw line trade. a ton. I, I just don't understand that the concept. You have a homegrown talent in Max. You drafted him, and now you're going to go out and trade him? Look what happened with Mikel Bridges. Look what... I mean, I just don't understand. Like you, you, you can't have it both ways. You're talking out of both sides of your but, mouth. But Jackson, hold on. But he, here's the about- pro- Jackson. Here's the problem. And I, I like Maxi. I think we all like Maxi. Yeah, I like Maxi too. I'm not saying I would trade him for nothing. But we talk about trading Joel all the time. Right. The issue I have, Jackson, with the Maxi situation is uh, the timeline for Maxi's growth and Embiid's reality do not match up to me. Ty- Tyrese Maxey is probably going to, if he graduates to being a guy that you could win a title with as your number two guy, that's probably two or three years from now. And Joel, two or three years from now, might be cooked. Like that, That's been my problem with this whole setup for, for the whole last year is they don't match. Like you, Your stars, they got them, they got a match. There are other assets that are not homegrown, that you have a fan favorite who loves being here. And I'll, you know what? Here we go. You know, instead of arguing about it, why don't you bet me? Bet, bet me how much you want to bet he's not going to get traded. I don't think any of us think, think he's going to get traded. In his whole career? What's the time? What's the exactly. timeline here? I don't yeah. even care. Just bet me. I think he just mad so, hold on. I'll hang on. I'll hang okay. on. You can bet me. All right. So, so the bet is just that put he... Put your money where your mouth is. He's not going anywhere. Ever, 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 hold on. You think he's going to play his entire career as a sixer? Yes, I do. All right. I'll bet you $100 for charity. How many players in the NBA ever play their entire career in one city? Like one percent? Okay, let's say yeah, you probably, probably career, want to walk like, that you know, All star career. Like Michael Jordan went to the went to the Wizards. The Wizards. Yeah. I mean, come on, that doesn't count. All right. I mean, I don't you know, our Jackson. We'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> figure this whole thing out. I, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll bet you money for charity. Cool. Uh, look, I I don't think the premise today in our at least our discussion was to trade Maxi, but Elliot brings up an interesting point, which is how. 
Daryl Morey's got a lot of, of things he's trying to juggle here between this year, the future, Joel. But the Maxi thing is part of this because they have to pay him a max this summer. That's what he's going to want. He's made the All-Star team. He's probably going to get it. And not trying to put words in, in, in uh, you know, ESP's mouth because he can do that for him damn self. But he said he would listen to. Right. Mm-hmm. He never said he would trade. He said, but you, I, I think that if you're a GM of a professional sports team, if somebody calls with a trade offer, you can you you can listen to it. Don't mean you can have to entertain it, but it's okay to listen to it. Yeah, of course. Well, and also to what he said, like I Maxi is probably my favorite Sixer guard since Iverson. Like when I watch him, Iverson was my favorite Sixer growing up. Maxi reminds me of him in a lot of ways, but Maxi has not been good enough with Joel out, and they're about to pay him a max deal. So when it comes down to whether I would trade Maxi, they're not going to do it today, right? Like Maxi's not getting traded. Of course I, not, I, right? But the point I'm making is talking about last night in the game versus Brooklyn, in the game versus, you know, in these, the last three games, he's not been good enough. And we can't not criticize him simply because he's a homegrown player. Like, Joel's a homegrown player. He gets ripped nonstop. Matt, Joel plays hurt. Right? People still rip him. Maxi was sick. That's not an excuse for 15 points when you're supposed to be the best player on the team. Yeah, and I, my thing on him, and I'm, I'm, you and I see this similar, I don't think he's ready. I don't think he's ready to be the number two on a title team. So I give this particular team this year very little chance to win a title, which is why I want to just like take a deep breath here before Maury trades anything else away. All right, before we go any further here, here we do have a prize to give away today. We got a prize to yeah, give away. Yeah, we got a Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spa gift card, which I got to say is probably a good gift that someone could give to someone maybe next week on a certain day, 50-minute massage Don't or have- facial. On that fake ass holiday. Yeah, but if you maybe have if you want to give a gift to someone, yeah, you, you get it right here on the midday show. Yeah, handstone. All right, we have that gift, gift card here, and we do it by uh, playing a little game called Hughes Clue. Hey, so this clue, like first, you know, I, I like kind of like the sci-fi theme that we've we've had over the last couple. Yeah, of you're years. a sci-fi guy. Yeah, I'm a sci-fi guy. I like to watch this, and this is the movie theme. So this this sci-fi movie that I'm talking about, the the uh, the the remake mm-hmm. was better than the original. Almost messed that up. That's a take. Yeah, the remake was better than the original. And I feel like that's probably rare. Yeah. Most originals are better than the remake. And a lot of times, like, listen to the clue, because in sci-fi, sometimes the original is is good, but when you have all the the technology Mm. that we have nowadays, it kind of makes the the newer version better because of the... The visuals. Yeah, the realistic feel. Like Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, it enhances the, oh, the whole you, idea. Why do you, why do you say Star well, Wars? Well, like, look, instead of using a potato as an asteroid, you can use like an actual yeah. CGI yeah, asteroid. I, so. I think, oh, I that's think, what that was? Yeah. I did not, <laughs> until you said that, I did not know that. Little potato. Yeah, We're learning things every day here no, on this show. I did not know that. Now, the only other debate here is, is this a sci-fi movie? Yeah, that was the case. So like, we, we had a little debate I mean, we landed on yes, because Hugh gave it away as a sci-fi movie. All right. All right, let's. Yeah, that was Elliot's fault. <laughs> well, I think it was a fair point he made. All right, no, they... because it's funny, Joe. Because a lot of times, when I when I bring up these movies, people look at me like I'm crazy because they've never seen them. Like, and I'm like, I keep forgetting y'all a lot younger than I am. So, it's so like, I have seen this one. You have? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to give away too many clues, but yes, I've seen it. No, I, no, I think that's a clue because I think people well, have a, s- yeah. people have a sense of movies Elliot probably has seen before. Just hearing him talk, yeah, it's a good point actually. Yeah, I think this this it's actually like an extra little clue there. You yeah. know what's funny? Like his favorite, one of his favorite uh, performers was in a sci-fi movie. A couple sci-fi movies. What Elliot's favorite performers? Yeah, the Backstreet Boys, right? What sci-fi movie were they in? Well, one of them. Wait, wait, One man. of the Backstreet Boys was in a sci-fi wait, man, movie. Because I keep getting them mixed up. Which which group was Justin Timberlake? In Justin Timberlake was in Sync. Okay, 
wrong group then. Never okay. mind. So well, Justin yeah, Timberlake was, was in a few yeah. Yeah. in sci-fi movies. Yeah. 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 Okay. Right. No, but I, I might be right. The back one of the Backstreet Boys. Which one was Joey in? Keep Joey was in sync too. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> Forget all that. With him. <laughs> Close. Yeah. All right, two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Your reaction, Buddy Heald on his way to the Sixers. Should they do more here? And of course, use clues for a chance at a fifty-minute massage and uh, and facial spa gift card at Hannison. All right, let's go to let's go to Anthony in Springfield. What's up, Anthony? <laughs> Anthony, what's up, guys? Hey, Anthony, what are you thinking today? So the other day, I was ESP. With, was all talking to Jack Fritz, and they were saying the same thing, that Maxie's not a number two. And you guys are saying the same thing today. And what I'm asking you guys is, who is that number two that you guys are clamoring for? Is it Dane Lillard? Is it Jamal Murray? You guys said that Tyrese Maxey isn't a good enough number two. Not yet. Championship. Not yet. Yeah, not no, yet. So I, I, think Jam, I think Jamal Murray's a really interesting comp for him. And I think that, like, if you ask me, who do I think Maxie could become? I like last year's Murray is I take that, but it took Murray how many years? He was drafted in 2016, and so last it took him seven years to get to that level. I ju- well, I just don't point. right, but I that's but, the, the so, 23 years old. Go look at his numbers at 23 years old compared to the guys that you want, like Dame Lillard, totally. Jamal Murray. But Anthony, my point is, and it's why I don't want to go all in for this year is I don't think Maxie's ready. So I'm I'm you willing did. to be patient with this until he until he gets there. I just don't think he's ready to go help them win a championship as a two now. I don't think he's ready. He's an all-star this year. That, but okay, but that, has he looked like he an all-star the last few games? Though we're best players in the league this year, according to his peers. Right, but has he looked like that without Joel? Like Joel makes a lot of players look better. He has fifty-one has, the other night. You watched? Yeah, the game? I did see him at fifty-one the other night. You're right. He okay, had a great game that game. You're right. Like he it. did. Yes, but I'm he, saying these last three games, the majority man. of this stretch where Joel has been out, he has been non-existent. Would you agree with that? They're keying him. You watch him on the pick Yeah, well, that's roll. the point I'm making. They're keying him, and he can't court. do anything about it. That's what I'm saying. Like, you have to. You're you, disregarding like, the fact that they're missing four starters, not just Joel. He's out there right. with a bunch of G League guys. Right. But what I'm saying is, like, defenses have shown that if they key on Maxi, at this point of his career, he is, un- he is currently unable to do anything about it. Right? Like, when What's Jamal deep- Murray without Jokic, though? If he takes Jokic off, of, off of the Nuggets, Jamal Murray averages 19 points a game, too. Okay, well, maybe Murray's not. I don't know what to tell you about that. We're talking about Maxie. What, what I'm saying, do you, like, do you think Maxie's been good enough the last three games? I think that the team as a whole is defeated right now because yeah. they lost their MVP and the kid the had the flu last Right, but night, it's Maxie's have- job to yeah, step up yeah. and make sure that he's better than he's been the last three yeah, games. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying three games defines him, but you don't find it can— well. They're missing the assets they acquired from Arden. That's the number three guy. They missed Toby in two of those games without Joel, too, when he had the flu back like weeks ago. And they're missing Batum. They're missing Morris. They're missing Carlton. Right, but they've been, they've been non-competitive with Max. Like, Maxie's been out on the court. And again, mm-hmm. I'm not out on Maxie. I just want to make that clear. I'm just saying that he has not been good enough with Joel not there. Tra- my point is, last year, everybody wanted to trade him for Levine. Last year, everybody wanted to package him with Harden for Lillard. Why? What, has happened? what did those guys do in their careers up until this point? Why would you want to trade a 23-year-old or at this stage of his career better than Lillard was at 23 for a 33-year-old Lillard? Lillard's not going to get better. Lillard doesn't play more than 70 games a year. Mm-hmm. Why would you trade a kid now that's only going to get better? Every year he's proven he's got better. Every year he's worked on his game. Yeah. Yeah. His next step needs to be his mid-range yeah, game and to play, to play slower. I agree. I agree with all, everything you're saying on that, right? I'm not saying I want to trade Maxi, but we, but to 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 act like he has stepped up with Embiid gone is just wrong. Like it's his job when you're the other All Star on the roster to step up and, and carry the team and be better than he's been. That's what I'm saying. And to Joe's point, 
if if Maxi isn't ready for the playoffs, which I don't know if is completely true, but if Maxi's developmental window is different than Embiid's, then I think if you can go get something that can help them win right now, it's not a crazy discussion to have. But what what's wrong with the way? I mean, the Spurs built the team the right way, and they didn't let guys like McCall Bridges. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. They developed their guys. But Duncan won, what, five championships? So I think, Anthony, that's a really interesting comparison because at one point there was rumors they were going to trade Tony Parker for Jason Kidd when Parker was like 20 years old, and they held on to him, and obviously they won a bunch of titles with Tony Parker, and that was smart to hold on. My point is, more than Maxi in trading him or anything like that, is I'm just – I don't think they could win this year. With Embiid just had surgery two days ago, and I don't think Maxie's ready, so I'm willing to be patient. Anthony, give us a guess here for Hughes Clues. Let's get you in the mix. Honestly, I'm not a sci-fi guy. I don't even want to take a guess, but thank you. You got it, Anthony. We appreciate it. All right. Anthony's too busy being upset with Ellie. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. Look, can I just quickly hear, because the all-star thing, I think, gets convoluted. Like, yes, Tyrese Max is an all-star. That doesn't mean he's the number two on a title team yet. I just I just quickly went through just like the last twenty years. And I just picked out some names. These guys have been all stars: Kemba Walker, Paul Millsap, David Lee, Gerald Wallace, Sean Marion, Dale Davis, Eddie Jones, Jerry Stackhouse. You know, it's nice to be an all star, and it means you're a good player right now. Not every all star is a number two option on a championship team. That that's a big that's a different bar. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We'll keep going on the phone lines after there. After this, guesses for Hughes Clues, reaction to the Buddy Heel trade. Do you like it? Do you like the Sixers approach? Should they do more? And we'll talk some Eagles on the other side. It's a big anniversary today. We'll get into it and what it means moving forward. 215-592-9494. A special, special day on WIP. NBA trade deadline day. Angelo joins us at 1130. We have more Sixers breaking yeah, we, news we to hit on the other some side. Sixers Woo! breaking news. What do we got? Yeah. Uh, you want it now? So the, it. the Sixers are trading Daniel House to the Pistons. So the Daniel House and a second round pick to the uh, via the Knicks to the Pistons. It's not clear who they're getting back yet, but House is going to the Pistons. Okay, so House is out, and they're getting something back from the Pistons. All right, we'll find out when we get back. More reaction to the Sixers, and we'll talk some Eagles next. Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP.